entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. I'm honored you have decided to join us today. I'm Marty Wolf, and along with my sidekick, Carrie Carney, and our producer, Tom Jenkins, we're going to do our best to inform, educate, and inspire you. Our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and anyone who is seeking excellence in their personal and professional lives. Today, we are talking about three different yet connected topics. We're going to start talking about the promises and perils of managing Gen Y then move to a very engaging discussion about privacy and how companies like Google, Facebook, and others are treating our privacy. Preeminent privacy advocate, internet expert, and entrepreneur Mark Weinstein will be our guest. And then we're going to close the show talking about five ways to infuse meaning in your second act. So, Tom and Carrie, we're going to go from Gen Wires to Baby Boomers in one show. How long is this show, Tom? You only have an hour, man. Oh, we only have an hour. Okay, well, Carrie, we're going to have to talk even faster today. Then to let get me our mention points. Fourth Amendment rights right here. It's out of the way. Fourth Amendment. <laughs> very good. Very good. Okay, let's start with the Gen Wires uh, article. That, by the way, you're going to hear our guest talk about a search engine called DuckDuckGo.com. And the research that I did for the show, I used that search engine. And this article was published in the American from in whatever the right words are American Management Association title of the article is the promises and perils of managing Gen Y first paragraph says command and control tethered to a desk or workplace forget it Gen Yers are not responding well to the traditional styles of management still popular in much of today's workforce hierarchical workforce It really isn't that they're trying to be disrespectful of our traditions. It's that our traditions don't fit their reality. Now, let me uh, distinguish what a Gen Wire is. Okay. That's someone that was born between and after 1977 to 1997. So, so that's that would the be age group 30, we have. Uh, 27, uh, well, how old is that? That's Just about 30. Early 20s to 30 something, 30 something. You know, okay. the early 30s. Okay. So let's that's con- that group. So let's con- contrast those with uh, Gen X, which is the next age, mm-hmm. and then Boomers. Um, let's contrast them. The Gen X and the Boomers, for the most part, expected to earn the right to be heard. Gen Yers, on the other have, other hand, have grown up um, expressing themselves, so not necessarily earning the right to do so, but with technology, Facebook, Twitter, Instant, Instagram, the Vine, and uh, many other ways. Um, they can speak up whenever they want to, and quite frankly, a lot of people listen to them. There's yeah, a difference there. There's a contrast there. The point you made, Marty, is they they only know technology. They weren't born when we had black and white TV sets or didn't have TV sets, so they only know Instant gratification. Instant gratification. That's a great way to put it. Well, uh, the people who are running businesses today have the distinct honor and pleasure 
of trying to figure out, well, how do you engage these people? It's important. It's not changing. It's the workforce. I mean, it is what it is. And and so we are the, uh, who's ever running a company, whatever age you are, you have the challenge and the privilege of learning how to change the workplace and the workforce built around technology. Um, And... um, they're definitely a different breed. Um, there are some people who will disagree, but uh, you definitely have to look at them differently. Every age group, uh, ha- you have to look at them differently. So um, you pointed out the age difference, Carrie. Um, I have the note here. That's ages 17 to 37, okay. to kind of be exact. Okay. All right. Um, so what are these people looking for? And again, we're looking at um, article, The Promises and Perils of Managing Gen Y. And from the American Management Association. So what are they looking for? They want to work for an employer who's honest, up-to-date, speedy, and green. Green, yes. Ecology. Ecology. Very, very important. They want to be totally connected, but at the same time, totally untethered. No, all that really means is mobile. Mm-hmm. They don't have a wire connecting them to anything. They don't want the desktop. They want to be uh, not tethered to anything but they want to be connected so that simply means mobile they want access to their online social networks and this is uh, an important point carrie that i kind of don't think about because i'm not in this world all the time they want to have access to their online gaming they do a lot with online gaming and by the way a lot of businesses use online gaming uh, as a way to reach folks especially that group they like working as teams in contrast the online gaming to how many businesses have you been in in the past that said oh we don't allow our people to get on the internet because all they'll do is shop all day then everybody is over 50 years old working there yeah (laughs) Yeah. because otherwise you you wouldn't get you're not getting them right Mm -hmm. um Let's see, what else here? What else do they want? Um, they, they like working in temporary pro- uh, projects. Uh, they like working as teams. And they like getting personal attention from their boss. And something that they don't mention is they really want, money is not one of their driving factors. And we talk about that often. Yeah. That the, money is not one of the driving factors. One other thing that I've read about uh, consistently on this, this group needs to receive lots of feedback. Constant, immediate Feedback. Well, you've gotten into, you know, what are some of the ways that organizations can, in fact, prepare and position themselves for success with Gen Wires. And um, we talked about social media. You better have a clear plan of what you're going to do with social media. How are you going to deal with that? You need to be able to give them immediate feedback. Uh, they like the idea of having mentors but um, here's the little caveat that they throw in this article. Mentors that may have a more fatherly or motherly attitude. So because uh, that's kind of what they maybe have used to, been used to. Now, they are also um, pretty free with their comments. If uh, a president walks into the room, they, they don't hesitate to ask people these kinds of folks questions. They just they feel free to do that because of the world they've been in. You know, so that's their own unique culture. That's their unique culture. So that also uh, article also talks about, you know, some ideas regarding that is one of the first things you really want to look at. Some of the core competencies for you as an organization is to look at your communication. What kind of policy do you have? Clarify 
exactly how you can communicate, when you can communicate, who you can communicate with. Another point in terms of being an organization to get Gen Wires is, you know, may want to help them be self-aware. You know, uh, if you're going into for a, a promotion and you have the latest tattoo, uh, 22 ta- uh, earrings, uh, et cetera, and you're looking for a promotion in a certain kind of company, that may not work. They talk about maybe help them with financial um, skills because this age group is spending more than past history. Carrie, you probably know that firsthand. Oh, I have two <laughs> wires at home that, that keep me on my toes. So, you know, we're not going to get to them all. I think we made the point that uh, there is a difference. But the promises and perils of managing Gen Y, the great, uh, the great news is that they are incredibly they are ingenious. They are entrepreneurial and they are great to have in your company. Okay, we need to go with our interview with Mark Weinstein, privacy advocate and internet expert, coming up next on the Business Builders Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab is going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? <laughs> said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. Our special guest today is Mark Weinstein. And Mark is the founder and CEO of a company called MeWe, and we're going to talk about that. Mark is a leading privacy advocate, visionary social networking pioneer, award-winning author, and the founder of MeWe. At the turn of the millennium, Mark founded Superfamily and Super Friends, both of which were PC Magazine top 100 sites, and they were precursors today's social to today's social networks. In 2011, he founded Scruples 
the first privacy-centric social network, which served as a beta platform for the development of the company MeWe. Mark is one of the world's foremost privacy advocates, and he joins us today on the Business Builder Show. Mark, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Marty. It's great to be here, and it's such an important topic for all of us, uh, consumers, business owners, everybody. We're all scratching our heads. What does privacy mean? What can I do about it? Yeah, it's exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled you're here. You know, you recently wrote a blog post in uh, the Huffington Post, and the title of it was The Shot Heard Around the World Wide Web. Now, I believe you are originally from New York. So so did you mean uh, Derek Jeter's retirement? Is that is that what's is making a big dent? <laughs> and, you know, it's really a shame, right? We've lost Derek Jeter, one of the great sports heroes who kept his nose clean. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, of course, what I'm really talking about is uh, this era, what I call the Facebook era of 2004 to 2014, and um, how it's really shifting as, you know, Tim Berners-Lee and Tim Cook from Apple. Tim Berners-Lee, for our listeners, is the founder of the World Wide Web. It's right. not Al Gore. Right. Um, <laughs> there you so, go. And Tim Cook, who has really been uh, a stunningly outstanding CEO recently, um, you know, coming out and, and saying, you know, against Google, say, you know, taking a shot right at Google, saying, we sell products, we don't build a profile based on your email content or web, has it, web browsing habits to sell to advertisers, we don't monetize the information that, you know, we store, we don't read your email or messages to get information to market to you. That's Tim Cook taking a big shot at Eric Schmidt at Google and saying, WTF. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot of reaction to that. Um, yeah. So so let's go back to Sir Tim is actually calling for a new Magna Carta to control and in parentheses outlaw what's called data slurping internet emperors. Whoa. Right. Right. Okay. Now, lay that Tim, on. Give me more info on that, man. All right, now, uh, first, uh, for our listeners, we're talking about two different Tims. Okay. Sir Tim yes. is Sir Tim Berners-Lee, the there founder of the World Wide Web. He is really like God in the uh, mm. technology world. Mm -hmm. He really did invent the World Wide Web, not the Internet, as he likes to say. Mm. You know, I saw him don a T-shirt recently, a sweatshirt, that said, I did not invent the Internet. You know, uh, he invented the World Wide Web. Right. So uh, Tim is actually an advisor to me and to my company, and I consider him also to be a good friend. Uh, he's a remarkable man, and he says, I want a web where I'm not spied on and when there, where there's no censorship. And really, if we're being spied on, we're censoring ourselves, and that's a problem in and of itself. Democracy stands for freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of ideas, and the privacy to express those without broadcasting to the world. So, you know, the challenge with Google and Facebook and Yahoo and companies like those, for all of us, you know, whether we're doing business or whether whatever we're doing, is that they're actually reading and monetizing everything that we do and storing it forever. So mm. that's a big problem, Marty. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a, an investigative report done by the Wall Street Journal that our listeners will find pretty interesting. A reporter for the Wall Street Journal said, what does Google know about me? And this is what he found out. Google knows every one of his 134,966 emails, all of his 2,700 contacts, every one of the 9,220 YouTube videos he's watched, all the 64,019 searches that he's done, and, of course, his location, his passwords, his documents, 
everything, and they, they aggregate and store it by topic that he searched, by conversations, everything that he said, stored forever. Mm. Now, 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 there are people, though, Mark, that'll say, well, I'm never, I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, why should I care that they know this? What, what would be your response to that? Uh, Marty, it's a great question, and, you know, uh, conservative journalists like Peggy Noonan have written about this. Uh, you know, I've written about it in Huffington Post. Um, you know, the, the fact is that privacy is not about hiding something that you're doing wrong. Privacy is about being able to be creative, being able to express yourself, being able to search online for medicines that you might need for your children or yourself, or to research a condition that a friend of yours has or that you have. Being able to share a picture that might have a beer in it without having your health care be impacted by it or your job. Mm. So privacy is really about, you know, living your life the way you want to live with privacy. It's for law-abiding citizens. And, Marty, the Fourth Amendment was written, was ratified in 1792. Mm. Mm. And it says the right of the people to be private. It's all about privacy. So privacy is, is really for law-abiding citizens, and it really fosters democracy so much that the president of Brazil just said that without privacy, we cannot have democracy. Wow. Let's go back to the beginning. I didn't ask you this question. What, what gets you so fired up about privacy? Where did, where did, where did you get all interested in all this? What, what happened or what got you thinking about all this? So I'm one of the founders of social media, as you, you identified at the beginning of the program. So in 1998, I built one of the first great social media companies. We called them communication platforms, community portals, uh, from 98 to 2001. And uh, my company was a PC Magazine Top 100 company three years in a row. So I was really excited by this opportunity that we could communicate and stay in touch with people we know and love and the people that we share our real lives with using technology. So, and 10, so then I went on to write four books on greatness and to run mm-hmm. a really transformational coaching company during the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in 2010, Mark Zuckerberg was interviewed, and he said something really um, shocking. He said in his interview, we just changed the privacy policies for 350 million people. Privacy is a social norm of the past. That's mm-hmm. a direct quote. Wow. Wow. That's- I fell off my chair literally. I called up some of the executives that had worked with me when we really helped invent this social media uh, world, and I said, we have to build a new company. We've got to fix this. Wow. That's a powerful statement. Holy moly. That's a little scary. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, yeah exactly. At, 20, uh, you know, at the time, you know, Mark was, what, maybe 24, and mm-hmm. he's telling the world, he's telling us, sorry, privacy's over. I decided that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, since we're talking about Facebook... Let's let's stay there. Is Facebook going away anytime soon? That's a really, really interesting question, you know, and everybody loves to have this conversation. Reporters do in particular also. Uh, last week, uh, when they announced their earnings, Mr. Zuckerberg said, we're going to be investing in a lot of new technologies and new companies. Um, and the stock tanked because people worry when he opens up uh, Facebook's pocketbook and spends $21 billion on WhatsApp. Mm. Um, But the reason they're doing this is because there's a very interesting study by Princeton University that proposes that by 2017, 80% of Facebook's core members will have gone, will have evaporated. Now, Facebook knows this, uh, and so they're working around it because, you know, when you're not cool, this is what happened to MySpace, and this is how Princeton did their study. When you're not cool, 
the, the fall-off is dramatic and it happens quickly. We've seen this recently with a company like Ello, which Ello doesn't really amount to much of a hill of beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, all they said was, we're not going to do advertising, and we're for the whole LGBT community, the lesbian, gay, you know, bi, transgender uh, community. Mm-hmm. Um, and and by, you know, by tens of thousands, they all ran over to Ello, and Ello's not private at all on the inside, but they showed, just like Snapchat showed, people are ready to move away from Facebook, and they're ready to do it in the hundreds of thousands and millions. Wow. Fascinating. You know, we're already down to our last 30 seconds of this segment, and I want to come back to, I'm going to say it, you, you say that there are some people suggesting Facebook could lose upwards of 80% of its peak user base by 2017. That is a fascinating setup for the rest of, uh, of our interview, and uh, that's where we want to pick up, and we are speaking with Mark Weinstein, and he's the founder and CEO of a company called MeWe, and this is uh, Follows, your first company, which is still out. And by the way, I've liked your page, and, and I've joined, by the way, Mark. So we'll be right back with Mark, and you're listening to The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570-815-1626 or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Informing, educating, and encouraging. The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to The Business Builder Show. Our special guest today is Mark Weinstein, and he is the founder and CEO of an organization called MeWe. Mark is one of the world's foremost privacy advocates, and we're having a fascinating discussion and Right before we left, uh, you made the statement that, uh, according to some studies, Facebook could lose upwards of 80% of its peak user base by 2017. 
And um, what you say is personally, uh, that's okay with you. I've had it. I'm not for sale, and I want my privacy back. And so let's go into you, you in fact, are taking action on that. Explain to me what MeWe is. Tell me more about that. So MeWe is really a member-focused network, a communication network, that turns the table on Facebook with a revolutionary service that emphasizes privacy and social sharing. Where people can be their true uncensored selves, there's no spying, no tracking cookies, no data sharing. Um, and it's really, you know, it, it's strange that it's revolutionary because I have, mm. uh, people write me all the time and say, you know, Facebook looks really weird when you compare it to MeWe. So mm. MeWe delivers breakthrough performance and cutting-edge features. You know, really amazing. You share photos, videos, documents, privacy mail, uh, discussions, voice messaging on all content, uh, all kinds of breakthrough technology on your iPhone, your Android, or desktop, multi-platform. So it gives people a way to freely communicate online the same way they do offline. So it's great for small businesses, too. It's great for everybody. Yeah. And, and you said something earlier about the early days. That you really liked all this because there were community portals. Isn't that what you're coming back to? We're coming back to community portals where you're not being spied on. You know, even if you have a group at Facebook, what they're doing is they're selling your group to the highest advertising bidder. It doesn't matter what the topic is or how private it is. They're watching everybody, and they're seeing what everybody is saying, and then they're targeting everybody individually. So you can't really have a private conversation, let's say, you know, a kid's group about ADD or, you know, a teenager group about, you know, drug addiction or, or alcohol or just... You know, planning a party, a special event, Facebook is spying on all of it, and we've got to get away from that. That's why Tim Berners-Lee, you know, is saying we've got to do something different. That's why Tim Cook at Apple is saying, you know, we've got to get away from this whole spying paradigm. And that's why we brought out MeWe, M-E-W-E dot com. And it's free, and we make money without tracking our members. We provide our members with optional services that may actually help their lives, make them, you know, give them things that benefit, just like any great store does in the world that we uh, go to. I love it. You know, and also in your Huffington Post article, you say, in 2011, I want to talk about this. In 2011, I came knocking on the doors of the established Silicon Valley financing titans. What was their reaction to your idea? Oh, my gosh. So I'm right here in Mountain View, everybody. So Mountain View, you know, the home, uh, the original home of Facebook, the still the home of Google, LinkedIn, uh, you know, everybody's here, right? And I, was, I came here and said, you know, privacy is going to make a comeback. The American people are never going to sit and allow privacy to just disappear. No chance, no way. This is democracy. We love privacy. We love our country. Yeah. And they all laughed at me and said, no, you know, Facebook's, you know, Facebook's the 800-pound gorilla, and they're going to crush anybody who tries to make it different. And sorry, you know, you're you're off your rocker. Mm. Okay, <laughs> you, you can't you can't. Uh, I love the words you use. Um, let's see, what did you say? No one makes mama mad. That would be right. Facebook. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's right. No, and I'm like, you know, look, in the history of companies, and remember, another thing for our listeners today, Facebook's been around for 10 years. That's 40% of the entire existence of the World Wide Web. That's a long time for one company to dominate a, uh, you know, an industry segment. And so we want to consider them like a hundred-year company in another market segment. And so they're very mature. And they're, you know, they're scrambling to, uh, to play defense and offense. But, you know, people want their privacy back. And people, Facebook, our relationship with Facebook is like a bad marriage or a bad relationship where we have irreconcilable differences. We're looking for our next partner. And as soon as we see them, we're out of there. Hmm. 
That's why we saw Snapchat come up. Now, for our listeners who use Snapchat, you just want to remember, Snapchat's been fined by the government. Snapchat pictures don't disappear. In fact, over 200,000 Snapchat photos that people took were exposed just a couple, like several weeks ago now. Um, Snapchat pictures don't disappear, so don't, don't uh, be dissuaded. You know, uh, don't believe you know, yeah. what they're telling you. Mark, I have uh, two people in the studio with me, and they're furiously writing notes, especially about what you just said. So, so okay. Our audience is primarily small business owners and entrepreneurs. Let's talk about how you've made the case. There's no question. Privacy, it's an issue and uh, for consumers and businesses. Let's see if we can help out. Uh, well, consumers and small business owners, what's some solutions or thoughts in terms of helping us or protect us, whatever the right words are? You know, uh, that's that really, so here's what we can do, everybody. Uh, number one is, you know, we talked about Google earlier and how they're, you know, looking at everything you search and storing that data forever. So if you're searching, even you know, it's just political idea, you're researching, you know, a topic for a report if you're a student or, you know, a medical condition, they're storing that information forever. Whose hands does that get into? We don't know down the road, five years, ten years. So use DuckDuckGo or startpage.com. Both of those are search engines that don't spy on you. For social media and for business collaboration, if you're a business and you're using Ning, you want to look at Ning as a community portal for businesses. You want to look at their privacy policy. It's terrible. Mm. Go over to MeWe, M-E-W-E. Mm-hmm. We have a privacy bill of rights on our homepage, a poison pill on our privacy policy. It's easy to understand. We don't do anything egregious. We protect you. So mm. use, you know, use a, a service like MeWe. Now, if you're... And also for consumers, you're sharing parties, you know, kids, you know, everybody, don't get into trouble. Use MeWe so you can share privately and, and mm-hmm. you know, your mm-hmm. employers don't see it, your schools don't see it. You know, you know, remember, people's relationships get ruined on Facebook all the time. Oh, Nobody yeah. sees something they shouldn't see. Mm-hmm. And your grandmother shouldn't see something she shouldn't see. Well, but Mark, let me interrupt. Who, how do we know who sees what on MeWe? Well, that's easy. MeWe doesn't have a friends of friends feature or a public feature, so there's no way strangers can see what you're posting at MeWe, and none of your friends of friends see what you're posting at MeWe, so you're in control of who sees what you post. It's Got just it. your real life. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, so, great. One more thing, Marty. Go ahead. All right, so PayPal. I want to talk about PayPal, because if you're a small business or if you're a consumer, use PayPal, it's a firewall for your credit card. So if you're a small business and you're, you're letting people pay for things on your site, make sure you give them a PayPal option because a lot of people won't use their credit cards, but they'll use PayPal because it's an extra firewall protecting their bank account and their credit card. So don't use credit cards. Every time you go on the Internet, you want to buy something, don't use a, 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 cup, a bunch of different sites. Run everything through PayPal. Do, yeah, do every, yeah, exactly. And if you're a small business, adopt PayPal. Give people the option. Okay, you can pay me for this interview through PayPal, by the way. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. I have a PayPal account. We're ready to go, Mark. So I've been listening. Man, we're down to the last minute. Uh, unbelievable. What, what, should, what do you want to say that I didn't, I didn't ask you the question? What, how can you bring it home strong? So... Privacy is important. So, you know, when everybody's scratching their head and we don't understand what privacy is, privacy is really important and it's really simple. There's nobody, nobody should be spying on you in your homes, in your cars, um, you know, on your mobile phone. We just learned last week that Verizon's been spying on everything we search on our mobile phones. Um, so, 
What, what I want to tell everybody is privacy is important and we've got to take action because we live in a free society and we've been censoring ourselves now. And once a society censors themselves, it's a slippery slope to losing freedom. There we go. So, now we need to stop right there. And if you want to learn more, go to MeWe. That's M-E-W-E. We've been speaking with Mark Weinstein. Mark, thanks so much for being part of the Business Builders Show. My pleasure. Let's me we, Marty. Presenting the thought leaders of today. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab is going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? (laughs) said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. (laughs) This is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. Our special guest, Mark Weinstein. I thought that was a fascinating discussion. And I mentioned at the beginning of the show that one of the things that Mark suggested is to use DuckDuckGo.com as a search engine, and I've been using that. And also, I thought it's important to remind people about using paychecks, and he talked about that if you're a company. I... I I took that advice, and so I, I really jumping more on that. Okay. And Mark's site, MeWe.com. MeWe.com, fascinating, great interview. And as we promised at the beginning, we're taking you from Gen Y generation Y to the baby boomer generation. And we're going to talk about the five ways to infuse meaning in your second act, what you can learn from Peter Drucker. Bonnie Rayet and others. Now, I'm glad we have this because you can probably talk about Bonnie Rayet really well. Rate. Bonnie Rate. Rate, that's right. Redheaded slide guitar wizardess. Phenomenal musician. Great piano player, songwriter, singer. Great set of pipes, too, yeah. Yeah. She mm-hmm. comes from a long line of uh, uh, singers. Her yeah. dad was a great Broadway uh, performer. That's right. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. 
This is All right, great. Go ahead, Marty. <laughs> Sorry. Do we, Carrie and I just do we have any more musical show. acts we can talk about? <laughs> that was great. Okay. So let's see here. Um, this article is written by Bruce Rosenstein or Stein, and he is the author of Create Your Future the Peter Drucker way. And it says if you're a boomer thinking about your second act, odds are that two things, rightfully and understandably, are on your mind money and health. But don't ignore the importance of purpose and meaning. And that's what we're going to focus on. There's some studies done <clears throat> that says finding a direction for your life and setting overarching goals for what you want to achieve can help you actually live longer, regardless of when you find your purpose. So we're actually teaching people how to live longer. Yeah, and I'm sure you've heard over the years, you know, that person that retires and doesn't have a second purpose and they yeah. fade away or die yeah. rather quickly literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. literally die not just emotionally or intellectually literally die yeah <laughs> so, because they lack that purpose and meaning yeah so bruce is uh he's talking about peter drucker and he says for a second act role model consider peter drucker now <laughs> The baby boomers are definitely going to connect with uh, ba uh, Peter Drucker. Uh, you're going to understand who he is. If you're a Gen Wire, I suggest you look up Peter Drucker. He is the, I think they call him the father of modern management. So a lot of things you're seeing today came from Peter Drucker. But let's talk about his uh, second act. And it says here, Carrie, which you really found fascinating. Most of Peter Drucker's 39 books were published after his 65th birthday day pretty impressive incredible incredible pretty impressive so um and you know what let's interject this that um if you're this age you're the baby boomer age you're around my age <laughs> you know this is really going to hit home to you um if you are younger and you have someone who's thinking about uh, the second act here's where i really want you to pay attention and share this information with those folks so a role model uh, might be Peter Drucker's uh, later life and the career. And he really uh, had purpose and meaning in what he did. And here's some ideas that Bruce Weinstein suggests in terms of bringing meaning into your second act. Combine your talents and passions. And you let's talk about Bonnie again. You yeah, that uh, I've been following Bonnie Raitt for years. I know her story quite well. Uh, have seen her a number of times. Um, and she is right now 64 years old, Carrie? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And it goes on here, 10-time Grammy winner, uh, incredible talent. Uh, she combined her talents and passions when she was younger. This is going back in her late 20s to 30s. She is a huge environmentalist. I remember buying her album. She was part of No Nukes in the early, or latter part of the 70s. Mm -hmm. But what they're getting at is um, she involved herself in the environmental movement through you, her music used her talent her to address talent and work with the passion combined that she with the passion really believe yes with. an outside passion another idea in terms of infusing meaning in your second act is to break new ground talks about uh, a person who uh, let's see he was a he taught political science and statistics at yale and princeton guess he was a pretty smart guy huh uh, his name was edward tuft and he is now 72 years old, and I love this. He is involved with the presentation of graphical and statistical 
information. Now, what that means is that you have all these spreadsheets, you have all this data. How do you make that look good? Enticing so people want to really drink it in. Which is a problem mm-hmm. in, in corporate America today. So Edward Tuft has created, um, uh, and he's written books, and one of the books he says is, 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 includes beautiful evidence and the visual display of quantitative in- information. And they have called him the Leonardo da Vinci of data. That's wild. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? I like that. Um, another uh, next point, number three, in terms of m- infusing meaning into your second act. Develop a multifaceted personal brand. Now, this may go against some of it because some of us think we have to be real, go, go really deep in something. And I agree with that to get extraordinarily good at something, really refine a craft. But you shouldn't be one dimensional. No, if you're really going d- deep into something, you're going to get to crossroads that will lead into other areas mm-hmm. because of your passion and your yeah. enthusiasm. So de- develop a multifaceted personal brand. And they talk about a, a CEO of a, a boutique hotel company. And apparently his name is Chip Connolly. Joie de Vie is the name of the company. Well, thank you so much. You knew I was not going to say that. I That's why that. you helped me out. Now, can you say that again, Kerry? <laughs> Joie de Vie. <laughs> Tom, I hope he's really wrong and we have people. I hope we have people who, who call him. Regardless. <laughs> it's Chip Connolly. And he uh, is uh, already famous. He's on TED Talks, and he's about fifty-three years old. Uh, fifty-three years old right now in the hotel business, and at that age, a very modern company, Airbnb, mm-hmm. has hired him, and he is uh, head of global hospitality. But here's the interesting part in terms of being developing a multifaceted personal brand. On Chip Connolly's website, he describes himself as hotel guru, armchair psychologist. Traveling philosopher, author, speaker, teacher, student. Now, that's a lot of different things, but Carrie and Tom, I see them all connected. I see them all connected. Don't mm-hmm. you agree? Yes. I mean, absolutely. it's part of his life, part of what he's doing, but definitely he has, uh, he's branched out. He's obviously, his depth has been in the hotel business. And, and he's the key an expert. word in there, Marty, is student. Oh, he's yeah. always learning. Yeah. Here's another uh, one that a lot of people talk about in terms of your second act. Help, help help ease the pain of others. Get involved with people. The whole idea of human caring and the science of helping people, you know, with their illnesses and sickness. And this is a real, real issue that a lot of people are getting involved with. And this person they're talking about is Jean Watson, who is now 74 years old. And she has become so involved with helping ease the pain of others that she's been recognized as a living legend hmm. by the American Academy of Nursing. Wow. Wow. That's a right. high honor. Point number five, in terms of infusing meaning in your second act, never stop learning. Talks about Alvin Toffler. Toffler, Carrie? I think it's Toffler. T-O-F-F-L-E-R. I know who he is. He's a bestseller, Future Shock. And at 85, he remains active and respect. And he talks about never stop learning. And here's what he says, quote, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn and relearn. Pretty strong stuff. We need to wrap up. We set out to inform, educate, and inspire you. We, I hope we gave you some insights on how to be a better manager and leader. 
when working with the Gen Y generation and maybe some inspiration and ideas if you want to start your second act. Our, our guest, Mark Weinstein, gave us solid information regarding our Internet privacy and some solutions to help us protect our privacy. And Kerry, again, as you mentioned, his website is www.mewe.com. That's M-E-W-E.com. Tom and Kerry, thanks for helping, helping me do a great show. Um, your knowledge and music was really helpful. If you want to listen to our archive shows, they are at businessbuildersglobal.com. I'm Marty Wolf. Thanks for listening to the Business Builder Show, and have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with My Marketing Coach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with My Marketing Coach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 Minutes with My Marketing Coach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570 570- 815-1626 or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com.